Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you.
all, give God praise. Put your hands together. He's worthy of all the praise and glory. In spite of what's going on, he's still good. Can somebody say that? Say, in spite of what's going on, he's still good. Say it one more time like you believe it, because maybe you just said it because you wanted to say it. In spite of what's going on, he's still good. I'm reminded of a scripture, well, a story in the Bible, a scripture in the Bible, where three Hebrew boys were in the furnace, and they said before that if he doesn't do it, that does not mean he cannot. And so we celebrate God because we know that he can. Anybody know that he can do it? Say he can do it. And he will do it. Hallelujah. Psalms 8 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And that's all we're going to say. Psalms 8, verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We give you praise, honor, and glory, God, for who you are. We magnify your name, Jesus. Have your way today. Strengthen someone who is weak. Encourage someone who is discouraged, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for your power, Lord God. And we lift your name. We magnify your name over everything that is in front of us, Lord God. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so right now, we make you bigger than anything that's going on in this world. We lift your name. We magnify you. And we honor you. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God praise one more time. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise like you know it one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy of all the praise and glory. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth and worship him. Hallelujah. All the glory belongs to you, God. Hallelujah. We lift you high. Hallelujah. We magnify your name, God. belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Oh, oh, all the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Mm -hmm. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Yeah, all the glory belongs to you, all the glory belongs to you, oh God. Come on, let's sing it together. Oh, all the glory belongs, all the glory belongs to you, all the glory belongs to you, And we lift your name higher and higher, all the glory belongs to you, it belongs Time to sing it again. Hey, say, all the glory belongs to you. You get all of the glory. You receive all the praise. And we say, Hallelujah. Say, 
lift up your hands and say, you get the glory, God. You get all of the honor, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, say, all the glory belongs. All the glory belongs to you. Come on, say it with your heart. All, all the glory belongs to you, Lord God. We magnify your name. All the glory belongs. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you. One more time, let's say it again. All the glory belongs. All the glory belongs to you. It belongs. All the glory to belongs God. to you, oh God. Come on, well, let's lift up a praise in this place. Hey, and we sing high, You deserve it. 
Will 
Come on, let's sing it. And because God has The devil is a liar. God is exalted. I believe it. Never be defeated. Say, never be defeated. Say, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. God is exalted. Never be defeated. Never Come on, sing defeated. it like you believe it. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. God is exalted. God hey. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. God is exalted. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God is exalted. God is exalted. You believe it. Never, never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never Real be quick. Defeated. The devil is once again defeated. God won again. The devil is once again defeated. God won. Come on, say. The devil is once again defeated. God won. God won again. 
the devil is once again in me. You gotta speak it now. Come on again. The devil is once again in me.
Pastor Hubbard said, unprecedented times. And so if we're dealing with unprecedented times, then we need to do unprecedented praise. Then we need to have unprecedented worship. What's not normal? Stop getting used to the norm. Lift up your voice. Open up your mouth. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bet when they walked around that wall, they were looking like, why are we doing this? But they knew that God would work it out. And the last time they walked around that wall and they opened up their mouths and they shouted with praise, the wall came down. And we know that there's a wall in front of us. But if we pray, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move. But if we pray, come on, open up your mouth. I know we're not in the building. But pastor said, we are the church, wherever you are. Open up your mouth. Give a praise. Come on and 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 give a praise. He's done too much. He's done too much. Come on, he's done too much. Hey. We bless your name, God. We honor you, God. We magnify your name, Jesus. You are victorious. You are awesome. You are mighty. There's nobody like you. You're the great I am. You're the Prince of Peace. You are El Shaddai. You are Adonai. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are my friend. You are my father. And we thank There's nothing that we go through that you cannot feel. And we thank you. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for being gracious. Thank you for being forgiven. You could have took us out a long time ago, but we say thank you. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. It washes and it cleanses. Thank you for your blood.
Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful Savior we serve who won the victory once for all and has given it to us just because we belong to him. Praise the name of our God. Praise the name of our God. grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ to the praise of his glorious grace he has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are and we are grateful to him we're grateful Last week, we started looking at the record of what is referred to as the birthday of the church, that glorious Pentecost day when they were all together in one place and on one accord. Y'all remember the story? Suddenly, they heard what sounded like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the place where they were sitting. Bible says there appeared unto them cloven tongues that looked like they were on fire and it sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and everybody was amazed the Bible says because each heard in his own language the wonderful works of God and I offered last week that we need the Holy Ghost if we are going to walk in power, if we're going to fight the fight for justice in this country, if we are going to be the church that God has called us to be, if we are going to speak truth to power, if we are going to change our neighborhoods, our city, this state, this country, and this world, it will only be done if we operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. I said it last week, the church of the living God must reclaim the power of the Holy Ghost if we are going to fight the demonic strongholds of racism, classism, and sexism that have taken root in this country. As a matter of fact, upon which this country was founded. And let me just say right off the bat, that I don't believe we can ignore these things and be the church of the living God. Yes, our number one priority is still to go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Yes, our commission is still to preach the gospel to every creature, but we cannot overlook the rest of what Jesus said. He said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Did you hear that? Part of our commission is to teach people how to observe, how to recognize and do what Jesus commanded. And last I checked, I just don't believe that we will find any of the teachings of Jesus that advocate or perpetuate the systemic isms on which this country was built. As a matter of fact, the life and example of Jesus shows us just the opposite. 
He left, us, he left us an example that breaks down barriers rather than glorifying them. When I got home last week, my son told me that I had preached a good message. But he said, now dad, how do we do it? How do we fight this fight? And I know he's not alone in that question. How do we fight against injustice using the Holy Ghost power that we have? How do we take on the demons at the root of systemic racism? How do we, as the church of the living God, as God's representatives on earth, as citizens of the kingdom of God and residents in this country, what do we do to represent him in all this chaos? Well, a couple of years ago, we took a look at some instructions that the Lord gives through one of the biblical prophets, Micah. And I want to take a look at that same passage today. Uh, if you're looking to find it in your Bible, it's toward the end of the, New, of the Old Testament. Micah chapter 6 at verse 8. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures. Here's how it reads. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah chapter 6 at verse 8. This is so appropriate. It's, it's appropriate for several reasons. First of all, because the times that Micah is writing in unfortunately sound very close to our own. Check this out. In chapter 1 of Micah's prophecy, he speaks of the problem of idolatry. And when I look at America in 2020, as a prophet of God, I see the same issue idolatry. Consider all the things we worship. We worship our homes, our cars, we worship our own bodies, we worship our history, we worship our money. As a matter of fact, I still contend, I don't mean any harm, but I still contend that as proof of how much this country worships money, we elected a president who is the very epitome of greed and excess. A leader who values the growth of the economy over human life. A commander-in-chief who thought little of COVID-19 until it started affecting the economy. A leader who was silent about the murder of George, George Floyd until protesters started interrupting business. We have an idolatry problem. But that's not all that's going on in Micah's time. Not only is there a problem with idolatry, there's a problem with the haves and the have-nots. Micah says in chapter 2, they, they see a field and they want it and they take it. They defraud people of their homes, robbing them of their inheritance. The Bible says they use evil, they devise evil plans in their beds at night and then they wake up and they carry them out just because they have the power to do it. And we are yet struggling in 2020 America with the same issues, the haves versus the have-nots, the ruling class versus the lower class, those who have historically had power in this country 
continuing to try to dominate and subjugate those who have been without and then chapter 3 Michael says they got a further problem prophets leading people astray prophesying peace when people offer them some money and prophesying war when they have nothing to offer there is wickedness in Zion wickedness in the people of God in the leadership judges are bribed preaching uh, people are preaching for money prophesying for money and in 2020 America we have the same issue how can we as the church of the living God keep our mouths shut for money chapter 4 and 5 of Micah warns the judge is coming I like the way the abolitionist Julia Howe wrote it in 1861 at the beginning of the Civil War, she wrote it like this, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed his fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. And then finally we get to chapter six where the Lord is holding court with his people. And the prophet says, hear now what the Lord is saying. Arise mountains. Let the hills hear thy voice. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy, and ye foundations of the earth, for the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. Listen, who else but God could call the mountains and the hills and the foundations of the earth to sit as witnesses and jury of this case he's about to make? And the Lord pleads with his people. He says, oh, my people, what have I done to you? How have I made you so tired? Come and testify against me that sounds like a trap to me Job tried to testify against God Job got a little mannish y'all remember in Job chapters 38 and 39 and God answered him he said listen Job where were you when I laid the earth's foundation where where were you when I marked off its dimensions where were you when I shut up the sea and fixed its limits did have you ever given orders to the morning and shown the dawn where to get up what is the way to the place where the lightning comes from or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth who cuts the the channels for the rain to come do you give the horse strength do you give the hawk flight do you make the eagle soar and Job had to put his mouth his hand over his mouth and say I have spoken Lord but I won't speak again God says to them in essence I haven't done anything to you do you know what I've done for you I brought you out of Egypt I redeemed you when you were in bondage, I delivered you. When Balak wanted to curse you, uh, I blessed you instead. And so the prophet says, oh God, he's, he's speaking on behalf of the people. You go back and read it sometime. The prophet says, uh, wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the, the high God? Uh, shall I come before him with burnt offerings and with calves and with a thousand rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? Here, Lord, let me give you an offering, the prophet says in Winston translation. But I got news for you. The Lord couldn't be bought then, and he can't be bought now. We can't bring him enough offering to get around what he wants from his people. We can't have enough good church to circumvent his requirements. 
We can't sing enough. We can't dance enough. We can't shout enough. We can't give enough. We can't speak in enough tongues to satisfy what the Lord wants from his people. But the answer is in verse 8 as to what he wants from his people, from his church. And I'm glad Val led you in a good shout earlier because I don't have a shout. I just have instructions from the true and living God. He has showed you Oh man, he has announced, he has proclaimed, he has published, he has made clear, he has revealed, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly. He showed you what's good. Number one, do justly. New International, uh, pardon me, the New American Standard Bible says it like this, do justice. Do what's right. How do you do justice? I'm glad you asked. We're to fight for anybody who is oppressed. Proverbs 31, verse 8 and 9, you know what it says. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Psalm 82, 3 is clear. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Check out James 1. He says, pure religion is this. Visit the fatherless and the widows. That is, according to Paul, those who don't have sons and nephews to take care of them. Visit them in their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, saints of God brothers and sisters, Mount Calvary and everybody else who's watching black and white, all of us who call ourselves the church of the living God we cannot hide behind church walls while people are overlooked and mistreated we have to cry aloud and spare not and show this country her transgressions we have to make some noise about all the children living in poverty We've got to bring to light the fact that there are over 4 million senior citizens who live at or below the poverty level in this country while incomes of the top 1% continue to get higher and higher. We have to make our Holy Ghost-filled voices heard that it is not okay for an officer to, of the law to keep his knee on a man's neck for nine minutes we have to stay in America's face until she realizes how God feels about injustice Isaiah 61 says he loves justice and he hates robbery and wrongdoing Psalm 33 says the Lord loves righteousness and justice Psalm 37 says the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones but wrongdoers will be completely destroyed and so we march and we keep on marching we protest and we keep on protesting we write and we keep on writing we vote and we keep on voting and we boycott and we keep on boycotting until we speak and keep on speaking and post and keep on posting and fight 
and keep on fighting because people of God, it is our responsibility to help and to speak up. God says, I've already told you what to do. First of all, do justice. Then, number two, he says, love mercy. Love mercy. That deals with how we interact with one another. Love mercy. That word mercy there literally means goodness, kindness, faithfulness. You know what Ephesians 4 says beginning at verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Saints ought to be kind. Saints ought to treat other human beings as children of God. We are to love God and to love his people. Romans 12 says it like this at verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. That's the second way that we use Holy Ghost power to defeat all this chaos. It's in how we treat one another. It's in the recognition that all of us are created in his image. I don't want to get in any trouble, but it is the recognition that every human life is a gift from God and should be treated as such. That every human, black, white, brown, red, yellow, and all in between, is equally his creation and equally loved by him. I'm, that every human, rich and poor, every human, the CEO and the cleaning lady, every human, the preacher and the pimp, every human, gay and straight, every human, male and female, liberal and conservative, young and old, that every human saint and sinner was created by and is loved by God. You see, whether you look like me or not, whether we agree or not, whether we come from the same background or not, whether we see eye to eye or not, the fact that you are a creation of the Most High, the fact that you are fearfully and wonderfully made ought to be enough for me to treat you well. You know what the Bible says. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know what the Bible says. As you have opportunity, do good to everyone. Speak the truth in love. Forgive quickly. Y'all know what the Bible says. Don't just look out for yourself, but look to the interests of others. That's how we walk it out in the power of the Spirit. First of all, we do justice. We speak up when we have to. 
Secondly, we love mercy. I, I don't know how we got away from it, but the old, the old uh, saints used to sing it like this after they sang, I will trust in the Lord. Y'all remember that? Then they would sing, I'm going to treat everybody right. Huh? Everybody. But then finally, God says the third leg of this stool is that you would walk humbly before our God. Saints, we are to walk in humility, walk in modesty. If they never remember us, they ought to remember the Jesus in us. In other words, make sure you are always pointing attention to God rather than to yourself. 1 Peter 5, Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith you know the word 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people which are called by my name what does it say shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. Isn't it something that to walk with the king of kings, you got to come down. You have to walk humbly. I really do believe that's part of the church's problem, part of our problem as a whole. We think too highly of ourselves. Church, we need to be like Jesus. Paul tried to tell us when he wrote to the Philippian church, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Church, we have spent too much time on ourselves. Too much time cocooned in our own little churchy world. Too much time wrapped up in our own problems. Too much time tied up in our own traditions. Too much time tangled up in our own scandals. Too much time fighting about what color the carpet is going to be. Too much time fighting about whether the choir is going to wear red tops or blue tops. Too much time 
fighting over parking spaces and seats. But God has already told us what to do. Do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly. Reverend, where do we go from here? Do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly. That's that's what we need to do as the church of the living God in this falling world, in this struggling and divided country. That's how we start. And let me tell you, it's on a micro level. It's on a, a small level. It's in our everyday lives. When you see something unjust, say something. Don't just look at it. When you see somebody being mistreated, say something. Don't just look at it. When you hear something unkind, don't participate in that conversation. Don't speak into that foolishness. Don't let it go by speak up that's how we do it treat the people you come in contact with all of them with respect as humans do justly love mercy and walk humbly you see all of our macro level stuff will mean nothing if we don't start putting it into practice in our everyday lives. And for too long, we see the, the one on the side of the road who's been beaten and robbed and we're too busy. We're headed to another church function and too busy to stop and help him out. Too busy to stop and say something when we see it's wrong. But the Lord is looking for some good Samaritans who will say enough is enough. At the expense of the government dollars, enough is enough. You can't give my 501c3 enough money to keep my mouth shut. Enough is enough. I love my friendship with those who are of other persuasions. But if you can't fight with me, enough is enough. You want to know what to do? Do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly. That, brothers and sisters, will give us the inroad. That will give us the platform to tell this dying world if I can end with this uh, from Julia Howe. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. As we look at what it means to be the church that Jesus built, I hope I don't get on your nerves, but for the next little while, we're going to focus on what that practically looks like in this world that we live in right now. Because saints, it doesn't just look like getting dressed up and coming to a building it doesn't just look like pianos and organs and drums and shouting and big hats and 
fancy shoes. Doesn't just look like robes and pretty pulpits and lecterns. It looks like fighting where the fight is until we see what God wants in this earth. If you believe it, right where you are, let the church say amen. Amen. Listen, I have good news for you, and we all need some good news right now. In the midst of everything that's going on, we need some good news, and I've got some. Here it is. God loves you. Matter of fact, the Bible says it like this. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him, that is anybody, should not perish, but have everlasting life. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And if you're not sure you're saved today, if you're not sure of where you're going to spend all eternity, let me tell you this, all of us are going to spend eternity somewhere. But you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. That's good news. You are not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. And you haven't been gone too long. If you are breathing right now, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And you can't get it right without Jesus. You need him. And he created you just for his purpose. If that's you today, if you know you need the Lord in your life, would you just say with me, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That's right. He's in charge. He's running things. And you, you just believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that he really died, but that he really got up, and he's yet alive. And the Bible says, you shall be saved. If you made that confession today, would you just put something in the comments or shoot the church uh, a message there on Facebook or on YouTube? Click contact us on the church's website. Just let us know that you made a decision for Christ today and that today you are saved and born again and ready for the Lord's return. Praise God for Jesus. Let me... Let me get ready. If you have your elements with you for the Lord's Supper, if not, run to the kitchen real quick. Get your bread and your grape juice. We're not together, but we are the church of the living God. And he said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of what Christ has done today, it is our good pleasure to partake with the rest of the family, even if we have to do it virtually. Y'all got your elements together? Let's partake. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, 
He gave thanks, broke it, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples. And said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples and said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for the remission of sins. Now take and drink all of it. And we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for the body and the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah to his name. Let me tell you just a few things and then we'll be on our way. Graduates, if you're graduating from high school, college, uh, or trade school, don't forget we need your information and we need it today. We need it today. Today is the last day to turn that information in. Uh, you can send us a message on Facebook, send us a message on the website, um, call the church 937-268-6737 and leave a message here. We need to know your name, your contact information, and the school from which you're graduating. Today is the last day. Miss Betty Joseph, if you're watching, happy birthday to you. I understand you had a birthday this past week. I pray that it was wonderful. Let me thank everybody for last week's wonderful parking lot praise, the Worship on Wheels. Uh, we will schedule another one for the first Sunday in July. First Sunday in July, we will be back on the parking lot for Worship on Wheels. I do want to just remind you that there are several ways you can take advantage of being with the Mount Calvary family during the week. Uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, on Time Warner Channel 992, you can watch the service uh, tonight, 992, Time Warner at, um, what time is that? At 8 o'clock. Uh, then on Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, also on Time Warner Cable Channel 992, you can watch the service uh, on Wednesday night at 6.30 on Facebook Live. Join into our interactive Bible study. You can even type in questions and have your questions answered Wednesday night at 6.30. Thursday night at 7 on Facebook Live and on Instagram is our youth and young adult Bible study. There are lots of ways to stay connected. We want you to stay connected. We can't get together but we can get together online. Finally, let me thank you for your, uh, for your generosity and your continued giving. Uh, if you want to give today, we want to give to the Lord to say thank you. You want to give to keep the ministry operating. You can use your Givelify app on your phone, or you can text to give to the Mount Calvary Church. That number is 937 543 5169 you can text to give or you can use the cash app the cash app handle is dollar sign mtcalmbc or if you don't want to use any of that you want to put an envelope in somebody's hand you can drive through um, starting in just a few minutes here I, actually I think the deacons are out there right now you can just drive through. You don't even have to get out of your car. Just put your envelope in one of their glove-covered hands and keep it moving. All right? God bless you. 
I do want us as the Mount Calvary family to keep uh, several families in our prayers. Uh, Sister, Sister Estelle Jones, sister passed. Uh, Dorseline Hagen's, would you keep that family in your prayer? Also, Miss Jackie Benson's husband, Brother Will William Benson, he passed this week. Uh, and Yvonda Bailey, that is Marquetta Colbert's mother, she passed this week. Would you please uh, keep those families in your prayers, keep your ears to the ground as far as any funeral services that will be. That's it for this time. Listen, we have enjoyed being together again. As you find opportunity to do it, as the people of God, as the Holy Ghost filled ambassadors of the kingdom right here on earth. Don't forget what the Lord has already told you. Do justice. Fight for those who can't. Love mercy. Treat everybody right. And walk humbly before our God. That's what he's requiring in these last and evil days. God bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.